0: Beep, beep, beep. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's an amazing one.
0: That's great. Oh, no. I'm sorry, folks. I can't wait to <laughs> audiogram that out. I didn't mean to do that. I was just going <laughs> take a drink of my energy drink, and that's a horrible timing there. <laughs> that's
1: amazing.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Six of All
1: Rage.
0: I'm Eros Kahunitz. I'm Anthony Schultz. And before we do a deep dive into our awesomeness, we got some pretty exciting news going on here.
1: Yeah, so we finally built our studio.
0: Yeah, we've been talking about it for, for
1: how many months now? <laughs> Probably since the beginning of the year, or close to it. Yeah,
0: because you know, we had ideas and stuff, and just you know the schematics were trying to get it cleaned out. Obviously, we thought we had to get replacement glass for the door and the window. But we actually lucked out, and it had glass in it. It was just covered.
1: Yeah, so I was, I mean, as it's warming up and stuff, everybody was kind of outside. Ollie Mm -hmm. was playing, and we had the dogs out, and Ariel was playing with Ollie and stuff, so I decided to crack into just a little bit of cleaning was kind of my intention.
0: Yeah, just a little bit, organizing and stuff ready to go down in the basement.
1: Exactly. I mean, I figured it was going to be a process that I would just slowly crack into over the course of like several weeks and then mm-hmm. kind of see where we were at once I was done cleaning and organizing Exactly. But I accidentally snagged um, a bit of cardboard that was on the back of the door window mm-hmm. which we thought was either completely gone or shattered because yeah. it was covered up with wood and uh, the cardboard, cardboard backing
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but it was intact and so that kind of propelled me to really crack into it and over the course of two days I ended up which we thought up... it was
0: going to take a lot longer than two days
1: yeah it wasn't bad at all I was able to shop back everything out, mm-hmm. get everything organized, you know, put things into storage in our sub-basement that we yeah. needed to um, recycle. Most of the decorations and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, recycles, you know, some of the stuff that we didn't need or throw away things that we didn't mm-hmm. need, stuff like that. And then the following day we moved furniture out and I ran electricity out mm-hmm. and... Yeah, it's set up. It's. I mean, we're using it right now. It's, yeah, so it's, it's our first
0: podcast in the studio, which is legit as shit.
1: Yeah, Studio 1A, 2B,
0: 3C. Gotta comment what that means, yo.
1: Yeah, if you get the, <laughs> if you, if you get the reference, please comment or uh, tweet at Murhobbit or at Anthony R. Schultz. Yeah,
0: if not, we'll say what it means in way, regardless. way We'll do it the next episode. Yeah. So what's cool is, though, is I have my little corner, which we were just joking because Anthony has so much shit.
1: I do have an lot <laughs> I'm a, I'm an eternal collector, and I'm also... Yeah, I thought I was a collector. Dear Lord. Yeah, no, I totally am. I mean, yeah. And then I've got a good, you know... couple years ahead of me. Yeah, you know, two and a half more years of collecting. You
0: know, yeah, because I have my little corner, which has my desk, because I'm working from home. So I have my work stuff there, but then I have my art stuff, which is legit out here, so I can paint and, you know just have time to get away and actually focus on art, not have to worry about a toddler trying to touch my pains. (laughs) Yeah, and I've inquisitive.
1: the same kind of thing too, like late in the evenings Mm -hmm. where it's like I'll I'll do my Latin lessons or work on coding or something, Mm -hmm. or or the podcast even. Yep. And it's just... That and, and Anthony
0: door. has his desk back out here, so or back in the house, so, you know. <laughs> yes, I can actually use my desk. <laughs> and I'll my drive, office space. Driving him insane with that. But at the same time, you know, I work at 6 in the fucking morning, and, you know, I, I worry about waking up Ollie and Anthony, and it was just starting to get a hassle. So it was kind of nice to, that's not why we were cleaned out the shed, to get my office going, but to get, no, you know. No, we plan on
1: doing the studio over the course of the summer mm-hmm. anyways, it just happened... Sooner. Yeah, a good, you know, month or so than we thought we would even start. Yeah, so.
0: exactly. Because we were going to wait till it got a lot warmer. Because, obviously, it's May, so it's May showers bring spring flowers, so...
1: Yeah.
0: Or something it's like that. Good. But, uh, yeah, and the only thing is with the small... showers bring May flowers. Yeah, I know. Shut up. <laughs> um, I said I really, so I said that backwards. Uh, the one small window in front of my desk is the top pane is broken out. But we sealed it up with weatherproofing.
1: Yeah, for right now I will mm-hmm. um, eventually, eventually uh, order a pane of glass and then inst- uh, install, install it. Then yeah,
0: but right now it—you can't even tell. Like it was—it's storming and windy right now, and it's not even a breeze in no. the shed.
1: Yeah, it's really nice here. We have like a little space heater too that does a good
0: job. Because mm-hmm. obviously uh, we got to insulate, and we're doing like thermal cork or whatever, and yeah, the thermofiber, thermofiber, and
1: which is. Awesome, because if you use, uh, like, traditional fiberglass insulation, mm-hmm. you can't have exposed walls. Um, and I've been kind of running point on, like,
0: aesthetic.
1: Mm-hmm. And I want the walls um
0: open. The beams, yeah. The beams, at least.
1: Yeah. So what we're going to end up doing is uh, treating all the wood available mm-hmm. that needs to be treated for mold just in case.
0: Yeah. And, and then
1: I'm going to stain with like a honey pine on mm-hmm. uh, the ceiling because the rafters are really cool
0: in here. Yeah. Obviously, built in the 40s, so it's done really well. Exactly. It's like shiplap, giant fucking wood. It's just gorgeous.
1: It is gorgeous. Yeah. And so I wanted to really accentuate kind of like the architecture of it because mm-hmm. it is really well done. So we're going to stain the uh, rafters, and then I'm going to stain all the studs, and then we're going to put in thermofiber, which is uh, soundproof, so we should have even better sound quality mm-hmm. for uh, podcasting as well as streams, and then, um, yeah, i will uh, kind of make all the wood pop and stuff with the stain on top exactly. of it, and... Be insulated, and the uh, fire retardant as well.
0: Yeah, be insulated and stuff for the winter time. But we have the little space heater, which will be nice. And then, which we'll probably have to move off from the laptop top the shelf down on the floor to heat up.
1: Yeah, eventually. You know, eventually, we'll probably need a larger one. Kind of yeah, and then but right now it suffices
0: though. My parents are too cool enough for giving us a floor AC, so that will save us some money there. But no, it's super exciting. Like it's obviously our first podcast out here. You know, super exciting to do. I always have a dedicated space, like for me to come to work and for us to work or you to kinda of get away if you need to to do something.
1: Yeah, it's great to come out here. It's like mm-hmm. I can talk with my best friend John and the co host for FTG, and we can catch up and stuff to kinda of talk about the day and mm-hmm. then uh, we did it the other night. I had one of the dogs out here with me and um, you know how to drink and that's part like an energy drink. Yeah, so was like so I like a drink a, drink. Yeah. And um you know, work on some like coding projects and stuff and talk to him about video games mm-hmm. and Leia was just curled up in a ball on her bed and stuff. Yeah. So and then like, was, like I tried out much. and
0: brought Normina here with me for the first time and she's a little nervous. So I had to put the dog bed closer to me, but she, you know, snuggled in and slept while I worked. So
1: yeah, it was super nice. Like, and I can totally picture, you know, or I will, not even, like, imagine. But uh, <laughs> coming out here, like, going through comic books and stuff. Yeah,
0: and, you got to organize your little comic bookshelf and stuff like that, so. Yeah,
1: it's my tens of thousands of comic books. Really, like,
0: yeah. We haven't even, I know it's, like, ticking off projects and stuff, and there's, like, the one space in the house that hasn't been touched yet is Ollie's closet, and it's, like, ugh. I know, we, it's the only thing. Because uh, we have to Everything put, <laughs> else has been redone. <laughs> yeah, because we have to put uh, his baby clothes, old baby clothes, in the basement, because we're going to keep them, and. Just stuff like that, it's like, hey,
1: hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, reorganized because he's got all the like board games and stuff in his room, which probably stay in his room so he can be used, but
0: yeah, but obviously easier access and clean up and shit like that, you know.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and there's more comics in there too. Yeah, come out of here.
0: Yeah, true. <laughs> Stack down here. That'd be cool. Um, but anyways, so kind sir, what is our episode about? What are we talking about?
1: So today, I'm kind of running point as far as like topic is concerned, which is weird for a sixty-four bits. It is, yeah. Usually, I do just for rage quit, mm-hmm. uh, not for sixty-four bits of rage. But I kind of wanted to talk about some of the switch releases uh, coming out or that have been announced, specifically uh, the Bioshock collection and the yeah. Borderlands uh, Handsome collection.
0: Ho, 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 cancer. It's going to be super exciting. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's not like a weird French maid going on there. <laughs> I have issues, cancer. <laughs> but we'll dive into the Borderlands
1: collection.
0: Yeah, which is super freaking exciting, because I've seen you play Borderlands, and I play with you with Borderlands, too, so. hmm
1: Yeah, you played the first
0: Borderlands with me, mm-hmm. Borderlands 2, and Borderlands 3. Yep. So, yep.
1: Borderlands 3 is not included in this collection. That is the newest... Uh, yeah, that one,
0: that makes sense,
1: so... Uh, but it will have Borderlands 2 mm-hmm. and Borderlands the Pre-Sequel. Which is cool. Included. Uh, all of the add-on content for both games. Mm-hmm. Adding hundreds of hours of gameplay and incredible value. <laughs> this is from the Nintendo.com website, by the way. Yeah. Uh, cooperative gameplay for up to four players online. And then it also has. It also says here, just to kind of note, so that listeners know, uh, it does not include the Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary add-on. Uh, that was the free DLC that was added the E3 before uh, Borderlands Three release.
0: Bridges the oh, gap between yeah. two and three. Those ones. Just it, that well, one. It, it makes sense because they're essentially newer, so they want to be on there. Because a lot of Nintendo's. Um, over quote-unquote older games so
1: yeah and borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel mm-hmm. were on the like ps3 generation yeah so it makes sense um i don't know about the tech feasibility to get borderlands 3 over
0: Mm-mm.
1: um just because
0: it ran a little glitchy at first when it
1: released on new consoles. so which that
0: happens and then obviously they fix the and hardware wise
1: the switch isn't nearly as powerful mm-hmm. as uh um, it's uh, Microsoft and Sony counterparts right now. Yeah, which doesn't—I mean, you don't need to be a powerhouse to be a great console by any means. No. But but um, it might not be feasible to run without just mm-hmm. really chopping off a lot of stuff. Yeah, which no, they may definitely. not want to do. Well,
0: that makes land is known
1: for content. They really are very content heavy. But I'm excited to play through them again. I think it's really cool. That's one of those franchises mm-hmm. that. Um, There's a few of them, not all of them, for Mm -hmm. sure, but uh, it doesn't bother me to have multiple consoles, or multiple copies on multiple consoles, and, you know, be able to kind of switch back and forth.
0: Because we've talked about, like, the artwork and the aesthetics and stuff, and the gameplay, and since I think they have that such unique artwork, uh, it's very, it stands up to the newer generations of consoles and stuff, because it's so unique, and is able to be playable on multiple generations and multiple
1: yeah and it might have been if i'm remembering correctly episode 14 of rage quit where we were able to talk about like cell shaded graphics Mm -hmm. and the longevity of it
0: it's really cool no but it's super exciting though for borderlands to come onto the switch like we've been talking about before it's really cool how they've been porting such either big games or just games in general over to the switch
1: yeah, um when we were kinda doing our test recording, uh, when you were on the inside of the house, um <clears throat> I kinda had like a little bit of a realization, but uh, the Vita used to be that. Okay. The Vita was very much like a handheld system only, but yeah. it's it had a lot of like great ports and stuff on it for, you know, the tech of the time. Mm-hmm. And or they ported over from the Vita um, later to like consoles and stuff, so you could play them on like a home console, mm-hmm. like Assassin's Creed Liberation and things yeah. like that. But uh, the Vita did a really good job of offering like um, like a console gaming experience, and then it also had ports of a lot of like PS2 games and stuff, mm-hmm. like the Prince of Persia games, yeah. at least the latter two in the original trilogy, not the original original <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> um, the
0: original original
1: of the originals. Exactly. Uh, But the PS2 Prince of Persia Warrior Within and the Two Thrones are on there and they were kind of relabeled and like kind of similar to what um, Nintendo does to Mm -hmm. get those kind of large games on their console where they they trim the fat a little bit to get it to run on the hardware. Uh, the Vita did the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, you should have
0: run like The Witcher on there. Jesus, you know. I know, that's Which a, a, th- a technical marvel, yeah.
1: really. I'm not a huge fan of The The Witcher series as a whole, uh, or The Witcher 3. But I do know the technical proudness of that game mm-hmm. and how well it was constructed. So the fact that, and how much there is to it that it can run on the Switch is amazing. And that's a yeah. great example. Like, And so it's cool to see that it, it like Switch Switches kind of mm-hmm. really come into its own alongside its amazing first-party offerings. Oh, I know. But they're able to do these like last-gen or even some current-gen titles in a, like a collection or a port.
0: Because I think the last thing you had was... Essentially, the Wii U, right? And the Wii, the Wii U is the
1: one we don't have. Yeah, yeah, probably won't get ever get.
0: It was lame. Um, but the Wii or the Wii U, and then it was a little more impossible to be able to port big games. Obviously, you'd have some third party studio games or AAA games, but it was mainly essentially just Nintendo's names on them.
1: Yeah, and Nintendo, the last two generations prior to the Switch, has really tried to. You know be
0: technical well marbles. like try to court like mm-hmm.
1: third-party relationships to get mm-hmm. those kind of games on it but they were are, like usually like so like dumbed down or trying to shoehorn in motion controls mm-hmm. which was nifty for the time for the Wii yeah um, that they just had difficulties because mm-hmm. they used to be the third party powerhouse exactly you know, back in the day yeah you, know, you talk about like the Super Nintendo or 64 mm-hmm. or Gamecube you know it's like they got a lot of third-party support. Oh yeah, Um, you know, like the original Final Fantasies were on Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It's like that's not by them. It's like, but everybody knew at the time, at least. Not Mm -hmm. now, per se. Yeah, it was like you were gonna get Final Fantasy on an
0: Nintendo. Nintendo, yeah, not Sony. Sony. Now it's more Sony related, but.
1: And same with, like, um, we had talked about at the top of the podcast how I'm an eternal collector. Like, with R64, <laughs> I've been collecting, like, old PC games that were ported to the N64. Mm-hmm. So it was Which, like,
0: you're, like, super ecstatic about.
1: Yeah, because there was a brief moment in my gaming history when I had a gaming PC in, like, mm-hmm. the late 90s. And a lot of those are kind of locked away. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to run, like, a legacy PC to that's run Windows to it. 95 <laughs> to be able to play it. Um, or hope that there's, you know, like a a good old games or a a Steam port of an old game. Mm -hmm. You know, some studio has taken it under their wing. Um, But instead, I can play it on, you know, the N64 Mm -hmm. in particular, or the Sega Saturn.
0: Exactly. Which
1: is really unusual. It's like those two consoles in particular Mm -hmm. had a lot of PC ports from that era when I was PC gaming. Which is
0: cool. And now you can actually dive into it because the Switch has you know the old school the chop or whatever on there and
1: yeah and and, yeah in that regards i can play you know nes or super nintendo games that i don't
0: have have. and they're a little harder to come by and yeah or extremely expensive you're not paying hundred dollars to get a game yeah exactly
1: (laughs) yeah there's only certain cases that uh, i will go that route yeah
0: uh yeah it's
1: kind of nice to see i mean it really has kind of like replaced the vita and um they have excellent third-party support mm-hmm. this generation, so it's cool to see stuff like Borderlands mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, it is. Even.
0: It's legit. Can you take a side note here and talk about how uh, you no longer look like a woolly mastodon?
1: Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got a shave and a, I got a shave and a haircut, <laughs> and I lost ten years somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always said, "Look." Not
0: necessarily baby face, because I well, don't have like a baby a, face, you, but I like look like very 18. young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. It was like, I'm robbing the Cradle, You know, you're older than me. Um, the funny part is, I was straightening my hair, so we're just going to dive into the story, because it's hilarious, and uh, I was straightening my hair, and he was like, I'm like, he came in, obviously, and I was thinking, like, I wonder how long your beard is straightened. So I straightened it, and there was, like, a bunch of really crazy, criggly ones. I'm like, oh, I was going to trim it. So I trimmed it, but it ended up squaring it.
1: Yeah, you just squared the bottom of my beard, and it looked awful. I
0: didn't mean to square it, but it's just how it happened. And then, so you got, you shaved it off, and then you had your really, really long hair that you've been going for over a year.
1: Yeah. So Ariel (laughs) gave me a haircut that evening. And yeah.
0: And Ollie kept asking, Where's dad? Where's dad? Yeah, I know. He's
1: asking over and over and over again.
0: <laughs> it only took him like a day or two to get used to it, but it was really, really, really funny. Yeah,
1: I look like I'm in my early 20s. Yeah. I, like, I look you. exactly the same as I did when I was 21, <laughs> which is funny.
0: Uh, folks, we hate him, so that's cool. That's cool. That's what everybody says. I know. It's like, oh, yeah. the Fuck, me. <laughs> Back. Go back! Now, You're making us look bad. I know, right? I, I don't mind you not being a woolly mastodon. We had the woolly mastodon phase. It's kind of nice to give you a kiss and not eat a beard. Hermit phase or a mustache. I mean, think hermit phase. Hermit <laughs> phase. <Yeah. laughs> but so no, it's just funny to bring that up before we dive into our next topic of Bioshaka.
1: I'm excited to like, um hmm. oh, so we're know like start streaming again. I know, right? Because it's like completely different.
0: So. Yeah, and when that and your headset's not getting caught in your hair or. No, no, don't worry about that at all. <laughs> your beard's in the way. Which is fantastic. Eating no mustache, trying to eat soup, things go, go awry. All the awryness. <laughs> so now, Bioshock, which is. I'm so excited for. Yeah, that one I'm the most excited for.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a big Borderlands fan. Um, but we're bigger Bioshock fans. Absolutely. Like, way bigger. Yeah, I mean, when I say on social media, like, people, specifically Twitter, like, ask me what your favorite game is of all time. I, nine times out of ten, the first thing that pops my head is the original the Bioshock. Bioshock, yeah. yeah. And they're all superb. And So it's, like, Bioshock Infinite, for me, kind of jockeys in there, too. Yeah. Bioshock 2 is a great, like, mm-hmm. transition.
0: And- a prequel, essentially, which is legit. No, like... Uh, oh, my brain stopped working again. Oh, that's always bad. Mm-hmm. Um... Because so obviously, with you have the original—not the original Bioshock—because you bought the PlayStation Three for the Bioshock, but it only came out on.
1: It it, it was a timed exclusive for the 360 for a year. Mm-hmm. So when I went to go, the PS3 was the first console that I bought, bought on my own, and I got to take, I got it like as it came out. It was the first time that it happened. Yeah, and I did that with the PS4 as well. We did it with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, adulthood and money. Woohoo! But um, I specifically, I didn't know this at the time, but I wanted Bioshock and I wanted uh, Assassin's Creed. Yep. And that's why I was getting a PS3. Uh, I didn't realize that Bioshock was a time exclusive, Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't available yet. So you got I ended up getting um The Elder Scrolls Oblivion.
0: Mm-hmm. Not a great choice.
1: That was recommended to me by the GameStop guy.
0: Yeah, cuz he's like if you like this game, you like this game, situation. Yeah, Yeah, you like
1: RPGs, like you absolutely love this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, never played this before. Awesome. And it blew my mind when I first started playing Open it. Oceans. Yeah, cuz that was like the first uh, Bethesda game I had ever mm-hmm. played. So I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll cover that in like a, a rage quit episode where oh, we we'll yeah. talk about Fallout and Elder Scrolls but, and all that fun stuff. Um yeah, so I had to wait. Mm-hmm. and But I did get the original Bioshock for the PS3, which I yeah. still have. And I got the collector's editions for uh, Infinite and Bioshock 2. Mm-hmm. Um, for the PS4. In, in same, no, PS3? In that scene. No, PS3. Oh, yeah. PS3. They, they, they all came out that generation.
0: I think you got them right before, because we got together at the latter half of the PS3, at the beginning of PS4.
1: It was right. We got together like right after the PS4 came out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like so, November
1: the PS4 came out. We hadn't gotten it yet. We had our first date, like, the next March.
0: <laughs> and so we hadn't gotten it yet, but uh, we you had the PS3, and so you showed me Bioshock, because, like, we was obviously getting to know each other and everything. Mm. I'm like, this is the best game ever. I think that next holiday I got you the giant Funkos of Songbird and a Big Daddy.
1: Yeah, which we still have. Mm-hmm. Which fluctuated in price again. They're, like, dirt cheap now.
0: Oh, fuck that. There was
1: just that in-between phase where those Funko Pops were worth like $100. I'm sure they'll go back up eventually, but...
0: Yeah, because obviously uh, people were... They uh, vault
1: those now, too, like Beanie Babies and stuff like that, other collectibles, which uh, is funny. Which is funny because my stuff. mom's
0: been cleaning out their shed and stuff and found a bunch of my Beanie Babies. And I used to have a
1: ton of those, too. I know, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the 90s, a glorious day.
1: But Funko Pops are definitely like kind of that nowadays. The Beanie Babies so are coming back. They are going back. We have, I have quite a few on my desk. that I got from just the corner store.
0: Hey, because I like The mystery my, boxes. I like my little animals.
1: And they have the little hard, uh, like, plastic ones now, too. Yeah, which
0: I have above my desk right here in the studio. Yep. A uh, home, a seal, and a uh, Dalmatian. Yeah, because they have those mystery boxes. There. Yeah, because we have two Dalmatians. One's in the front porch, just kicking it. Yeah. And then I have one in here, so which is cool. But yes, no, it's super exciting. Are they bringing the whole collection to the uh, I have it up here. I believe they
1: are because all of
0: those games were... They're older now.
1: Um, Last gen. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's just they're porting over the collection. So yeah, it'll have Bioshock Remastered. And I'll just read this. This is also from Nintendo.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bioshock Remastered, explore the undersea city of Rapture, a haven for society's greatest minds that has developed into a dystopian nightmare, wrought by <laughs> one of man's hubris. Um, Bioshock 2 Remastered, see Rapture through the eyes of Subject Delta, a fearsome Big Daddy prototype on a life or death mission to rescue his missing little sister. Mm-hmm. And then Bioshock Infinite, the complete edition, indebted to the wrong people, private investigator Booker DeWitt must take on the impossible task travel to a flying city above the clouds and rescue a woman named Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it has kind of everything.
0: I think, and I think we talked and about it, And it has before. all
1: the single player add-on content. And I have a feeling it's phrased that way specifically because bioshock 2 was uh online yeah uh they, it had not the single player campaign but it had a multiplayer component which mm. obviously was not included in the original collection release for the xbox one and ps4 mm-hmm. um so they're just kind of hedging their bets and making sure that people don't think that, it's, that for whatever reason it's, the multiplayer mm. component is included from bioshock 2 no, that'd the be Switch a in the
0: ass to do such important import.
1: They've done it, but that studio doesn't exist anymore. So mm-hmm. there Gosh. is a new studio working on um, a new Bioshock game. Which is so cool that they're coming out with another one. It's very cool, yeah. I'm glad that they didn't uh, leave that on the table. Uh oh. I think they gave it a uh, long enough time to breathe for sure. Mm-hmm. But because um, since Ken Levine, the mastermind behind yeah, the Bioshock, BioShock. series. Uh, is no longer attached to it but
0: that's weird anyways well, I think though and I think the one that's my favorite Ken Levine didn't even do was Bioshock 2
1: yeah he didn't do that
0: one And that was my favorite one because that's like a prequel where you play as the big daddy
1: it's not a prequel it is after the events of the first Bioshock Rapture, uh, Rapture has fallen even more As far as, like, the flashbacks and stuff, they do. Oh, so from, fl-
0: okay, yeah. I don't know why my brain stopped working on that. So they have flashbacks. It's essentially a prequel. It shows you what happened and how it got started.
1: Yeah, they take, like, they, they definitely fill out the overarching story mm-hmm. a lot more uh, by discussing Tannenbaum's influence mm-hmm. uh, over... Uh, yeah. I would say Uh-oh. Jack Ryan, but it's <laughs> right. Andrew Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, his influence was more discussed in the first one. But yeah. his like antithesis was Tannenbaum, Tannenbaum mm-hmm. and so they discuss her motives and like the big daddies and the little sisters mm-hmm. a lot more in depth into. But it is uh, a few years after the first game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the moment-to-moment gameplay. And so Rapture has fallen, like, more into decay, yeah. which is kind of interesting.
0: No, and it's really cool to see. But anyway, it's like I was saying, that one's my favorite. Like, it goes Bioshock 2, Bioshock, and then Infinite. Infinite's my least favorite. But it's so vastly different. And I understand why, because the timeline comes into play and all that. But it's like, Yeah, I mean, it, it really
1: opens up for a lot of people to do a lot of different things with. Which is kind of cool. Well, no, like people, it, other people now besides Kendall can run with it because of what he did in Infinite, which is cool.
0: No, and I, and I agree with that completely. And like, I do like it for his game, but I, to me, it doesn't necessarily feel like a Bioshock game.
1: It is a lot different for sure. The aesthetic and the atmosphere mm-hmm. doesn't scratch the same itch as the original two.
0: No, because obviously sure. with the powers and stuff. It's a drink instead of, you know, you injecting yourself, which is funny.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: And then obviously you can always throw in that argument of, well, it's a different timeline, it's a different parallel universe. A lot I mean. of the
1: complaints you have about it, a lot of people had the complaints when it released. Uh, they were like, it's more gameplay heavy, it's more first-person shooter oriented, mm-hmm. it's more combat heavy, mm-hmm. and really the, the story and the atmosphere is what drives Bioshock. Yeah,
0: it's not as significant, which you figured it would be.
1: Yeah, and it's like it is to a degree, but it is far more subtle because it, it definitely is mm-hmm. another transitional piece to open up that universe or create that universe with the multiple timelines and parallel universes that are all that all exist at this you know, I'm gonna use like quotes here which you can't see your air quotes, but exist in the same time.
0: Yeah. And like I said, it it is a good game. I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's just not my favorite.
1: And for me, it's one of my favorites just because of the story. I love the uh, twist ending Mm -hmm. and what it sets up. And then some of the best DLC, too, where you get to play as Elizabeth in Rapture.
0: Yeah. Well, the the thing is, though, it's like with obviously the big tie-in and the ending of Infinite, it does tie it into the Bioshock universe. But at the same time, like, you know, obviously we were talked about it just doesn't play like it.
1: No, it doesn't. It, so it definitely is more combat-heavy than... Uh, and then I would say that the first two, especially the first one, is more uh, like survival horror. Yeah. Because it's like you're in an unknown place that's very creepy, mm-hmm. and it's like there's a lot of horror elements to it. Would you And then me? it's surviving yeah <laughs> you don't know why you're there and you don't really have an option to be elsewhere yep so you're just trying to survive in the city that you didn't even know existed mm-hmm. um, that has obviously fallen into ruin without anyone knowing mm-hmm. except for the city's inhabitants you know so it's like yeah and it, they're it already, already batshit
0: crazy so they're not gonna tell you
1: yeah Infinite is definitely more um metaphysical in a mm-hmm. sense and less It has some scary moments, but it's not necessarily scary. It's more political and, like, social commentary.
0: There's some jump scares, but not not a whole lot, obviously. Um, Obviously, when you interact with certain, like, the crow people, obviously, it's a little scary. Because, oh, shit, you know, crow people.
1: Exactly. Well, and the horror elements are almost all rooted into, like, um, like racism or bigotry Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it... um, Scary, yeah. It's like, oh my god, these people are fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very much like, uh, like I think Outlast is a good example. The mm-hmm. first one is very much like survival horror, and like you're scared, like moment to moment, because something's chasing you, and yeah. you can't fight in yeah. the game, and so it's hiding or getting around, like, these crazed enemies kind of a thing is mm. you an asylum. In the second one, however, more combat and game mechanic focus as well, but it's, like, the religious context and the yeah. cult context that makes it scary. Exactly. Infinite and the original Bioshock follow the same kind of trend.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm still so excited, though, because, like, God, we played that game every Halloween, which is funny, at least the first two. Yeah. And it's like, like I said, I love the Big Daddies, which are two super... They they just crack me up. I just they're just awesome.
1: Big Daddies are great. I have some of the best enemies uh, like ever created, yeah. or just characters because not necessarily they're enemies, but
0: no, they're not not necessarily enemies. Obviously, you do it to save the little sisters. You know, obviously the the difference in if you want to kill them or whatever, harvest them or whatever the situation is. But you know, obviously, in with the second one, you play as the alpha. They're very original, Big Daddy and. Kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, and so the big daddy becomes, you know... sort of an enemy from the first one, it becomes more humanized, and then you're the, that's the protagonist, you know, the yep. second one, mm-hmm. which is really cool.
0: And obviously the big difference between the first and second one in Infinite is the main characters don't talk. Booker talks.
1: Booker talks a, yeah, quite a bit, yeah. And the other ones definitely suffer... N- not suffered. that's a bad way to put it, because Rude. there is a place for it. But, uh... A silent protagonist mm-hmm. to a very vocal protagonist. Exactly. And silent protagonists, a lot what? of people have misconceptions that they can't grow or that they're automatically flat characters. However, that's like not grow. true.
0: Especially like Alpha and like the original Andrew Ryan's like son. It's like, they grow as characters. They
1: absolutely grow as characters. But instead of um, personal growth through uh, like conversation mm-hmm. Or uh, like filtered events, mm-hmm. um, it's the environment that provides character. Yeah, it's the situations that the you the player character perceives mm-hmm. is what changes uh, the silent protagonist. Yeah, so they still grow, but in just, just in a different, different way. way. Yeah, but they still have a character arc or can.
0: Exactly. I think a lot of
1: people just assume that because uh, they're silent, they can't. there's no growth.
0: And it's like, ah, eh, it's not necessarily true. And, but then you get to think it's a little uh, like, on the flip side, too, you get characters who talk who don't grow. grow. They're, they're very flat, They're fucking flat. And bad. just like, okay. Well, what game was it we were playing? Arno. Sassino uh, Arno. Oh, Assassin's Creed Unity.
1: Ugh, God, he was so flat.
0: He was incredibly flat. I've talked. And to didn't that. grow. He was so flat. I hate that game. Arno, Arno, Arno.
1: Quit With. John, Mm -hmm. um, my FGG co-host, and um, we're huge Assassin's Creed fans and and debate on it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Our favorites are usually the same ones, but there are some where he absolutely hates and I absolutely love. Unity comes up quite a bit in our discussions, though, and I I, I didn't find that to be a horrible one, but I find it very forgettable, which means the writing wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. Because I... We did everything in that game.
0: Yeah, because you were Except a Except for the multiplayer. More. That was it. Yeah, because you are a Platinum War. Yeah.
1: And so I did everything that you could possibly do in Unity. I don't remember the story at mm-hmm. all. And I don't remember, uh, like, Arno's character mm-hmm. at all. No. like, But I can think of older ones. Well, yeah,
0: even new ones, too.
1: That I uh, relate to the characters a lot more, mm-hmm. or it's like I see their growth or change, and I remember, like, their personalities. Exactly. Yeah. You know? um, even even ones I haven't played a ton of that are older, like um, like Aveline in Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Liberation.
0: Exactly. Uh, I can
1: think of her character arc.
0: Which, Arno's like, this cannot. is like another side note, too. People just stop fucking bringing up the fact that there are no strong female characters in Assassino you know, because, uh, duh, like you just said, Aveline.
1: Yeah, that's one that's like forgotten about, and I have a little bit of an issue with that because. She's and I've got a good example. She's a black, too black woman, it. too, nonetheless. I know. Is there's a lot of new people that have latched onto Assassin's Creed because of Origins and Odyssey in mm-hmm. particular. Probably more Odyssey now for sure, because that is the highest selling Assassin's Creed title by far mm-hmm. of any of them. Um and there's a lot of people that social justice warriors, yeah. I hate to use it, because I'm very liberal myself,
0: but right. well, you know, have kind of latched that on fits. and
1: been like these people are naysayers because there's a female character like Cassandra or Cassandra in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, there needs to be more female representation. And I I agree with like the underlying foundation of that, like where they're coming from. But they are completely negating strong female characters that and were have I, been awesome, know, awesome and already in Assassin's the Assassin's Creed franchise. Evie? Like, what about Evie? Like, Evie was by far the, the more best. responsible the most level-headed mm-hmm. of the siblings mm-hmm. in that game and was the powerhouse and really build as the main character in that even over Jacob. Exactly. And it's like, they don't talk about it because they didn't play it, and they're just going to bitch about the new ones because they're jumping on a bandwagon. That irritates me.
0: Well, then Abilene. Abilene again,
1: is another one where it's like- African-American
0: in the Louisiana area. It, it, it's like, seriously, you fucking forget that character.
1: Yeah, you're finding the vocal minority that's bitching about female characters and latching onto it as if it's the rallying cry you for everyone. Do your research
0: before you fucking- And it's
1: like, no, there's been Assassin's Creed fans since the franchise started, and mm-hmm. we've played with- Female characters and enjoyed it, and they're written incredibly well. You take
0: that out of context, that's a very horrible phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Another example I can think of is uh, DC Comics a few uh, years ago, and Marvel was matching at the same time. Uh, made this huge big deal about this uh, like gay wedding that was going to happen. It was like an event. Gay wedding. And they're like. Yeah, they had like two characters, two X Men characters. This that is were gonna be like gay
0: very bad of me, but I don't dive into that shit because I don't care. You do, to each their own. But anyways.
1: But they made a huge deal out of it, and it was like it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. It was in news outlets. It was you know in comic book circles. It was like this is like the big you know comic book event of this year, mm-hmm. this sixth season. And mm-hmm. um, I don't mind that. I don't care per se. Yeah. But. There's prominent gay characters from like the '90s and '80s, exactly that they just completely ignored, who are fantastic. Because I was like, "What about Apollo and Midnighter?" Yeah, exactly. I know most comic book people don't know who Apollo and Midnighter are, but they are big comic book characters Mm -hmm. and they were Vertigo comic book characters, Mm -hmm. or Wildstorm, sorry. And they got wrapped up into DC, Mm -hmm. and in their series, they're uh, they're uh, they have been portrayed the same way. They're gay and they're lovers, Like, like. but it's like they completely dismissed all these amazing gay characters mm-hmm. that already existed in well, favor of like, changing characters to fit a stereotype because that's what people wanted. That's what they assumed they well, wanted like, to do this wedding event. And another thing
0: like, too, it's like Harley Quinn and Poison you're Ivy. Yeah, it's like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. The gay mm-hmm. character. She's she's more bisexual, but Poison Ivy's played as a gay character.
1: That's what I mean. It's like it's just pandering. Yeah. You're pandering to a niche audience right mm-hmm. now and it's like and just in the same way that Van and Assassin's Creed fans are pandering mm-hmm. to a group that they associate with mm-hmm. and it's like well if you knew about it there's already been these amazingly written strong like characters female characters or gay, or gay characters, characters or even male characters that already exist
0: even progressive you just don't, characters. you just don't know of it and it's like Aah.
1: so so don't try to preach to the choir what well, mm-hmm. we already know
0: <laughs> like bitches be tripping or think you're cool cuz like i'm i'm this is my social angst or whatever exactly Bitch, i am shit.
1: the voice and it's like no you're not cuz you don't know enough like,
0: like the, the 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 what the heterosexuals that do the him her thing <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> or when um, there'll be a like perceived social issue mm-hmm. and say it has something to do with like African Americans and then it's only white people who are complaining about this particular situation. <laughs> and black people are like, we don't care. Like <laughs> We, we, we but then the serious stuff—that's yeah, like, actually racism. racism. Mm-hmm. That it's like you, you don't know white people are gonna fucking touch it, and it's like fuck uh, off. Like yeah, you're seriously. you're playing a social af- activist like when it's easy, mm-hmm. and that's demeaning.
0: It, it is. It's fucking is demeaning. Anyways, we'll go jump off the, the political bandwagon here. Um, so what else is coming to back to our topic here to the that switch and hammer.
1: So, there's been some things that have been leaked. Uh Nintendo also canceled their uh, Direct.
0: I don't I know think... if Direct
1: was ever even announced, but they just said that they weren't going to be doing one that they would traditionally do during E3 time frame.
0: I think it's more along the lines of the COVID thing is probably why it got canceled.
1: Well, I mean, per se, because it would have been a virtual one anyways, because Nintendo Directs always are. But well, Yeah,
0: but they got to set it up, record it, people were involved. Which is
1: absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like this just broke, like, 45 minutes ago, <laughs> but, uh, Elder Scrolls Blades will be releasing on the Switch, that's, like, the mobile Elder oh. Scrolls game that I played, uh, and it's free to download. That's legit. Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty fun, it was a good, like, Elder Scrolls spin-off. hmm Um, kind of reminded me of, like, an old-school Dungeon Crawler, which Bethesda mm-hmm. has familiarity with, because the very original... Uh, Elder Scrolls were like that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, let's dive into this. This is via Express. Uh, The Elder Scrolls Blades can be downloaded and played for free on the Nintendo Switch starting today, which today is...
0: Uh, May 14th.
1: May 14th of 2020. So by the time you listen to this podcast, which will release Monday, Monday. Uh, you can...
0: Eighteenth. <laughs> you can know. download
1: and play it if you missed out on that news, which is really cool. Brain fart. Obviously using this as a um a stopgap uh for Elder Scrolls six. You know, yeah. A lot of people are pining for it because Skyrim is on fucking everything and has been out for years now. God I know. So people want something new. Um Ooh. I would recommend trying it out. I had fun with it. I mean, obviously it's not as big as Elder Scrolls Online no. or uh, Skyrim mm-hmm. or Oblivion, but it's it a fun, fun. stopgap. Mm. I will definitely be playing it and it's free so why not why not Um, so it looks like there's going to be also a new Paper Mario game oh that's cool releasing on the uh, on the
0: Switch which is kind of cool Mario anybody familiar
1: with uh, Paper Mario
0: nope I'm not as big of a Mario fan as you are actually I've never besides um, 64 Nintendo 64 Mario I've never played another Mario game
1: interested yeah, uh, th- that's a fun series. It's kind of like a sub-series of the mm-hmm. main Mario ones,
0: but... Paper um, yeah, Luigi. What about Paper Luigi? Who fucking forgets about Luigi? Paper Luigi? <laughs> that sounds derogatory for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know for them what your, your phrase was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> about Eevee? You play what you play women with women, as women. With just them. how you phrase it. I know.
1: Yeah. Whoopsie.
0: Um,
1: And that kind of just kind of goes, which we already hit in uh prior 64 Bits of Rage when yeah. we did our... Uh,
0: Mario.
1: Mario Anniversary one, but uh, <laughs> this same report kind of mentions that uh, collection of 3D Mario remasters mm-hmm. that are coming, which is kind of, I'm excited for that as well. And if you missed out on that episode, that's just a couple episodes back, and so you can listen to that one as well, where mm-hmm. we, we sing the song of Mario. We did sing the song of Luigi. We did, which is great. <laughs> uh, and it looks like Pikmin 3 which I'm not terribly familiar with, Pac-Man? but I know, yeah. Which oh, is kind of a like popular Pac-Man. one. Pac Man. Uh, a weird. Your crazy
0: ass Pac Man game you were playing, and I was sleeping, and you're like, listen to this, jazzy music. You just fucking bust open the door. What is happening? I'm sleeping.
1: Yeah, so I have a uh, deep love like, for Pac Man. Because you're a weirdo. And uh, on the PS3, they had. <laughs> uh, it was Pac Man Championship Edition, mm-hmm. which is super cool.
0: Pac-Man
1: nom nom, nom 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 And I 100% in it didn't have a platinum Unfortunately oh, I did in the evening though Wracked all the high scores Loved it Thought it was great It was like a jazzy Reinterpretation of The original Pac-Man mm-hmm. You can change music and stuff Styles Like of the levels Um, there's a whole bunch of different ones there's like a score attack and a time attack mode Mm -hmm. and stuff like that pretty nifty though handles really well too like the controls are like great for it yeah it's very responsive like there's very little lag which is awesome but anyways they um the publisher that does that because of uh, like Quarantine released or they made free. As I think it was already released, but the uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition too. Mm-hmm. So yes, I dived into that. Which it's not Pac-Man though, which freaked me out because <laughs> you can like attack the ghosts, ghost, or you can hit them and then you can dive underneath of them and keep going,
0: kind That's of thing,
1: which is really weird. But it has some of the best music ever.
0: Yeah, because you well, yeah, I, I was, was sleeping because I had to work at six in the morning bust open the door and hand me your headset listen to this oh,
1: it, it was amazing <laughs> it was so great uh,
0: <laughs> anyways
1: Anyway, so yeah Pikmin which is fairly ish popular I've never heard of it never mm-hmm. really cracked into them uh, they're gonna do a Pikmin 3 Deluxe Edition so they're bringing over another Wii U title to the Switch
0: because obviously the Wii U didn't do very well so they're trying to revamp some of the Wii U games that that should have done well which makes sense oh yeah uh, There's
1: a couple other kind of leaks. You're a leak. Re- released uh, May 12th and is via comicbook.com. Which, you know, it's, I find it weird that they do video game stuff. Mm
0: hmm. But whatever. You figured it wouldn't be their niche.
1: I know you think they're just just about comic books, but I guess not. Um. Two relatively major releases for the Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite have leaked ahead of their respective announcements. Mm-hmm. One of these games is *Journey to the Savage Planet*. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. Which, it's that's a space name. set adventure exploration game from publisher 505 Games and developer Typhoon Studios. Typhoon. Before the latter was acquired. by
0: <laughs> <Google>. slash.
1: <laughs> oh, *Legend of Zadruh* never get never gets. So Tornado.
0: Old.
1: <laughs> I love that game. I'm still hoping for, like, a, at least a remaster. Yeah. I don't need a remake of the whole thing, but a remaster would be amazing. <laughs> give me trophy support. Give me fucking HD. You give me fucking okay. trophies. So I'm, dragon.
0: Ooh, <laughs> yeah! I'm sure you don't.
1: The other one is Project Re-Fantasy, mm-hmm. which is an upcoming fantasy role-playing game from Atlas, the makers of series such as Persona. Uh, to make the game, Atlas formed a brand new studio, dubbed Studio Zero, Dun-dun-dun. which will focus on role-playing games. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is super cool. Uh, big fan of uh, the Persona series and Atlas as a whole. Dude, I Persona they do really is a, a redonkulous game. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode covering that, because uh, Persona 5 Royal just came out. Or yeah. About, or is just about to
0: come out. Yeah, because we could kind of do a crossover between the PlayStation and the Switch.
1: Exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of kind of it though for right yeah now.
0: i mean it's been slim pickings like we've talked about before you know we're doing i think everyone's doing their best on trying to keep content or rolling out uh but
1: even just keeping their moods up to be able to produce content i mean that's been another thing too well that's more- why
0: like you said you're excited to get back into streaming but that's only because we got the studio going and shit like that and
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been you know, personal projects that have definitely given me motivation to do other things. Mm-hmm.
0: It's been very difficult for everybody. I mean, I haven't, I mean, I'm just lazy. I haven't painted in such a long time. and
1: Well, and I, it's, I haven't streamed in a month, and mm-hmm. uh, I've been working on
0: kind of details in the background for
1: the podcast. Yeah. Um, but I need to uh, get back to it.
0: And, you know, we will. I mean, obviously, you get the ones that are... It, it's a big change for everybody to kind of adjust either your schedule or how you do things. Um, When it's done, obviously, if you have, like... We're husband and wife, so obviously, we're together on our podcast. Other so people don't have that opportunity. Like, with you, figured out you can record on Discord.
1: Yeah, and we are John to keep it uh, safe. making kind of big changes uh, for... Or streamline changes, I should say, for mm. our AS Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will be opening up our Discord here shortly. Um, I will have a uh, post for our website about that, and I'll have just an active open link so we can kind of drive people mm-hmm. there. But yes, uh, we've been able to use Discord and make sure that we have like the proper subscriptions and bots and moderators and all that good stuff. Yeah. But we can not record, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, and it's actually... The, the silver lining is it's made it easier for John and I to record FGG. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was able to record on his end, and then I tested out and used the bot that we purchased mm-hmm. um, to uh, record our session as well. We were able to do a two-and-a-half-hour long, which is what FGG usually is, because yeah. it's only once a month, uh, podcast about <coughs> um, uh, Half-Life Alex, mm-hmm. which he had a lot of experience with because he has a VR setup. And we were able to do it remotely, just it's fine, and it was crack cool. up about his little tiny studio.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got his own little up.
0: Yeah, but a little, little room, smaller than all his room. It
1: is, yeah, it's smaller than this room too. That's the
0: our shed. Yeah, our shed of glory.
1: But it was kind of cool to do it because it kind it kind of bred innovation. It forced AS Inquisitor to do things that mm-hmm. we normally wouldn't have to do.
0: At least done that with a lot of people. Obviously, you see people who streaming like even our favorite YouTube shows. We watch like Mike Chin for me for Strictly downplaying.
1: Oh, try Guys. Try
0: Guys even. And it's like with, the, they've done amazing. I mean, they've adapted well, but it's like.
1: They're producing different and new content. And it's kind of like reinvigorated. And I, we were already interested in both those YouTube yeah. channels and watched them regularly. But mm-hmm. it's cool to see different content.
0: It is. And it's really But it's focused on the
1: same kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, their their topic or their mantra for their YouTube channels obviously has not changed. No. You know, they didn't pivot from like covering food or travel to video games or something. Yeah, no. But now they're doing it with either archive footage or um, from home.
0: Yeah, exactly. From home, and like
1: it's, it's interesting and new. Like mm-hmm. Mikey Chen does story time and stuff. He and still it's eats cool food, to hear more you know, about him. Yeah, yeah, and he and, cooks, and, and he's talking about you he know, always
0: is cook, but he's cooking other things, showing you how to do them.
1: Yeah, you and know, kind of showing his other passions and love on top of it, like mm-hmm. of the paranormal or you know, freaky things. You, uh, yeah, you know, his worst travel experience. Yeah, hotel. Or best travel experiences. You know.
0: Even his personal life, he's at, I'm sure they've been a little more open about it too.
1: Exactly. And it, it, that content is like more intriguing. And then, same with the Try Guys. It's like you see a certain face of them, especially together, because well, it's, like it's, when it's they very did... professional and streamlined for YouTube or video yeah,
0: content. But then they're at home. Now with... they're all individuals. Yeah.
1: Like they do commune together using, you know, like Zoom and stuff. But as like you get their content now, their video, is all separate. like
0: the spicy ramen challenge they did, or the gala, gala thing that they did, or. Even, like, um, their cooking challenge, they had to have their spouses in and help them pick food for them to do and try you know, a yeah. chopped essential kind of thing. and
1: Kind of get a peek behind, like, the internet personality, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. And even though we are far, far smaller, um, oh, God, yeah. we're doing the same kind of thing is what it comes down mm-hmm. to. You know, using the tools at our disposal and the, the money we do have mm-hmm. to, you know, record better content for FGG or... Uh, you know, even better sound for 64 Bits of Rage mm-hmm. and Rage Quit because, because of this situation, it is breeding, like, creativity and innovation.
0: Which is really cool to see. Everything's kind of fucking crazy. People are fucking crazy. It's nice to see there is still less crazy people out there. Yeah,
1: people just trying and adapting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, we, we definitely don't need COVID-19 for sure. Ravaging our country in more ways than one. But, um, Try to look at the silver lining, I guess. Uh, It is. And and if it's affected you in a positive way, latch
0: on to the... Positivity. Yeah. Closest with your family, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe you're talking to, like, old friends and old family members that you don't
0: normally get normally time talk to talk to because you're busy well, it's with like, work Jesus, and like, your own family. With me being able to work from home, Ollie's loved it. He sees Mommy way more than he has when I go to work.
1: Well, we both talked with our respective families more than
0: we ever have. Well, I mean, I always talk to my mom, but we've been doing that but more. But we've seen them far more and, like, we've been over more. They've been, they help us out when we can. Obviously, the funny part, me just starting forward from home, my car fucking crapped out.
1: I know.
0: <laughs> Anyways. It's worked out well. It did. But, you know, it's the positivity we need to think about and the creativity, yeah. finding a hobby, doing a hobby, diving into old hobbies. Shit like with me, I just dyed my hair or that hair dye from fucking Amazon, yo. And an nail kit, I've been experimenting with doing my own nails. Yeah,
1: and for me, I've been uh, relearning coding and stuff, which I did in my early days of college mm-hmm. when I was like 19, 20. I um, haven't done it in over a decade. And <laughs> it's like, now I'm getting back into it. I'm talking to my buddy about it, I'm, you know, as I Jesus, do. Jesus, I
0: think you've talked to John more than you have since we've been together in six years. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, he, and he's asked about, like, hey, when can we record the next podcast and stuff? It's like, he's like yeah. all over it, you mm-hmm. know? And so uh, even our relationship's improved, and we were already close, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. It is cool. Well, I mean, you know, for that deep dive, folks, uh, I feel that's a good pin to put in it. You know, great. I'm super excited about, I know you more for Borderlands, but I am excited about Bioshock on the Switch.
1: I'm most excited about Bioshock as well. Yeah. More so than Borderlands.
0: Yeah, because you got your cool controller you can play, and I can play with you too.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, well, the Borderlands the one. Borderlands, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The Borderlands one, but.
1: Bioshock I'm very excited to crack back into. too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, funny, funny story. Um, so Anthony was playing a Sassino. Uh What one was it again? Black Flag. Black Flag, yes. And my dumb brain didn't realize he was playing on the Switch because he always plays on, obviously just came to the Switch, so the Switch never really had Assassin's on it.
1: No, not really.
0: And so I'm sitting there fiddling around on my phone thinking, well, I shouldn't be on my phone as much. Put it down. I'm like, I'll go play some." I know Crossing Anthony is playing his game. My dumb ass grabbed the Switch pull it out right out the dock I was like I, it's just gone because <laughs> you were tailing somebody and then my dumb brain didn't catch on and said Anthony what happened to your oh shit. Like, what happened to your game I was like I was playing on his bench <laughs> I was tailing a guy and then in the bro- Caribbean and then I'm like oh shit <laughs> mm. That was like the best ever. It was the worst, but the best ever. I felt so bad because I didn't. I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. No. The you like you would have said you'd be like. Oh, can I play Animal Crossing? And I'm like yeah, sure. Let me just tell this guy, and then I'll switch games. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I just would have switched over to some on the PS4. <laughs> well, I
0: didn't. Or an older console just, or whatever. All my brain is thinking is you're playing Assassin's so you're uh, you're on the PS4.
1: Which uh, to kind of put a like a full circle pin <laughs> in it, um, the Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection. like fantastically well done yeah uh runs great it looks great um there you were talking about like a ps3 Mm -hmm. assassin's creed two ps3 assassin's creed technically there was a port of Mm -hmm. four to the ps4 yeah that was the first one i played on that generation Mm -hmm. um i haven't played either one of those in years and i'm
0: having a blast i'm kind of (laughs) slowly chipping away in it because i'm finishing odyssey at the same time like, like we said with nintendo no really no trophies so you can enjoy it
1: yeah, and I already have all the trophies that I can have for it. Mm-hmm. That was one of the multiplayer ones that I don't think I ever really dived into or finished. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just fun to spend a few hours in that world again. And uh, I in that in Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag in particular, I really enjoy the the characters and the world and, like, how the ship combat, mm-hmm. which is really where that kind of blossomed, um, is handled, and it, mm-hmm. it holds up probably better than any of the ship combat ones in Assassin's Creed since. Yep. Uh, but it's cool to dive back into it, and they did an excellent... Ubisoft and uh, Nintendo jointly mm-hmm. uh, did an amazing job porting that and making it work and, like, function, and I've had no issues with it, no frame rate drops, no glitches. Mm-hmm. It looks gorgeous still, so... if the Bioshock and Borderlands collections kind of follow suit. It's like, I'm going to have little to no worry about
0: them. Hey, yep, that would be awesome. Well, yeah, full circle on the full circle, though. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah, that's about it. All right, I think we'll just kind of wrap it up here. Stay safe, stay sane. You know, give us a comment on what you like, what you don't like. As always, follow the bear. Follow oh, the bear.
1: And remember, if you... Got the Studio 1A, 2B, 3C reference. Let Make sure know. and uh, tweet at Ariel or myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Twitter information is in the uh, description of this podcast. Yup. And I, I would like to see if anybody gets it. Anybody gets it.
0: Yeah, because we'll be the it next episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the podcast does release on YouTube as well as all other podcast services mm-hmm. on the same day. So, if you prefer to either listen to this on YouTube or any other podcast service, uh, it's available Monday every week at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard yep. Time. We
0: just straight up narrowed it down to one day a week. Yeah,
1: they're not divided up anymore, so they're one and the same, so you're mm-hmm. not missing or having to wait if you preferred the YouTube version.
0: Exactly.
1: So, like I said, if you're listening to it on a platform you normally don't listen to, uh, switch,
0: switch to the one you like. Exactly. It's on there. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always. Wow, the bear. <laughs> I'm Anthony Schultz. I'm Mario Skulitz. Peace. Bye.